The Orlando Magic have seemingly reached their breaking point as the results on the court finally match the depleted nature of this team. We're going to talk about that, plus the jumbo lineup wearing off. We'll get to all of it coming up here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 23rd, 2022. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic finally reached their breaking point. We're going to talk real briefly about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Indiana Pacers, what went wrong and why it was completely predictable that it finally would. We'll dive into a little bit about what this means for the team as well, including what it means for their interesting starting lineup. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic suffered what at least universally can be described as a blowout loss. Um, so people argued with me about on the next characterization I'm about to make, but to me, this was the first, first blowout loss of the season. Yes, Orlando got beat pretty badly by New York. Yes, Orlando was really out of the game against Houston, against Minnesota, against Charlotte. Um, outside of the Minnesota game, all those other games happened on a Monday. Just just throwing that out there. Monday suck. Um But this was really the first game, to me at least, uh, on Monday night in Indianapolis, where the Magic just didn't really have the fight. Um, There have been nights where they got beat pretty bad or or, or they were down, but you could just sense that they were grinding, that they were trying to climb their way back in. They went down by, what, 25, 30 points against Minnesota. They got it down to 9. They ended up losing that game by 18. But the Magic always seem to have this this fight and, and this spirit about them, this competitiveness about them, to get themselves back in the game, to, to, to make them be what is generally just not a hard out. But unfortunately, all of this has a limit. And we've been sensing it, we've been feeling it, that eventually the Magic's injuries would catch up to them. We've noted so many times before that the Magic are throwing out lineups that are not going to work. And we know they're not going to work. But the team has no choice. When Admiral Schofield has to be the backup center, it doesn't matter what your overall strategy is. You are just desperately trying to to survive those minutes. No offense to Admiral Schofield, um, to be perfectly honest. I I don't think Admiral Schofield's been as bad as some fans would, would suggest. I think a lot of the reason why he's been bad this year is because he is playing positions that he is not supposed to play or who cannot be successful playing. Um, not saying he's been good, but context matters here, folks. The fact of the matter is the Magic have been out uh, at least five players for the majority of the season. Five rotation-level players, not just five regular players. They've been out nearly a whole rotation of rotation-level players. Seven players. 
for a good chunk of this season. And no team, no matter how talented they are, can survive that. It is actually quite a wonder that it took a month for the Orlando Magic to lose a game by 20 points. Um, As several opposing coaches are recognizing, this team competes, they play to the end, they're in games, they have a chance to win, they're going through their growing pains, but they are not a team to overlook or they will get you. And a lot of those coaches, the unspoken thing uh, and the subtext of all that is, when this team is healthy, we better be on our game. This, this, This group will sneak up on us if we're not careful. That's the subtext of everything. Like, like, look, a lot of this season has sounded like a broken record. A lot of this season has been a lot of these things on repeat. The noting of turnovers and the young mistakes this group is making. The noting of the injuries, especially, that have just devastated this roster. It was only a matter of time before the team had a game like Monday night. Because there was, frankly, very little redeeming on Monday night. Um, And it just looked like a tired team, knowing it has a couple days off and a holiday in between. A tired team that just didn't have the energy to fight back. It's really the first time all season we've seen that. Maybe the New York game, maybe the end of the Oklahoma City game when they just kind of got hit by a haymaker and they couldn't figure it out. This was a game where there were no answers. Whatever answers they did have, the team didn't have it. Now, I will sit here and say, as I've said on previous episodes, this team should expect more. Just because they're down players doesn't mean they're not capable of winning. And, you know, the energy wasn't there from the start Monday night. The energy really just wasn't there at all. Um, And it was seen in how Indiana, a really good three-point shooting team, didn't need three-pointers to beat the Magic like they did uh, on, on Saturday night. They just paraded into the paint. Paraded in the lane, and Orlando was not able to stop them. Again, how much of this is fatigue? Certainly part of it. How much of this is the pressure and the weight of having to play such expanded roles and, and, and bigger bigger roles with all the injuries the team is facing? Yeah, that's part of it. Is it personnel? Well, you know, obviously you're playing bench players because Wendell Carter's out, because Paolo Bencaro's out, because Markel Fultz is out. You're playing guys up a, la- up a layer everywhere. It's going to wear. Your personnel is not as strong as you hoped. And of course, you know, look, the numbers say it. Say it. Mo Bamba is not a good rebounder. Indiana attacked the, the glass really well. They got Mo out of position. They paraded in the paint like he wasn't even there. It was a bad game from everybody. Outside of Gary Harris, I don't think you could say anyone played well. You know, Franz Wagner's trying his hardest. He can't carry this team. And so Monday represent a breaking point. Monday represented a game where the Magic just ran out of gas. Ran out of that competitive fire. Ran out of that competitive edge. And took a humbling loss. It's a game that shows that, yes, this is a flawed roster and and, and we can't discount it completely, but... We've seen enough games to know that Monday night is not who the Orlando Magic are. And of course, they have to prove that again their next time out on Friday against the Philadelphia 76ers. But every team has their breaking point. Every team is going to have a bad night. Every team can't sustain the losses that the Magic have. 
And while it sucks and, and we shouldn't be in the business of making excuses, these injuries are a lot. And yes, there has to be a basic level of competitiveness, of consistency that this team has to find, that, that they're going to spend all season trying to find. But these injuries are a lot. And they've done a good job you know, making it so we didn't feel the weight of these injuries. Certainly we did feel it. We did know that, hey, Paolo Bancaro's in this spot, the team's going to win this game. Or Markel Fultz is in this spot, the team's going to have a better chance to win this game. We all know that. that. That part doesn't change. But some nights when you're this injured, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, and it sucks to say that, and it sucks to know that, and it sucks to, to feel that and live through that. But that's frankly the truth this Magic team has been stretched as far as they can with this undermanned group they need guys healthy we'll hopefully learn a little bit more about that Wednesday after after the Orlando Magic are scheduled to practice uh, certainly there's a hope that Paolo Bancaro after sitting out the last week um, last seven games now um, that he'll be ready to go after off the sprained ankle there's certainly hope that Wendell Carter getting an extra day of rest We'll be able to manage the pain with the plantar fascia strain and be able to play as well. Gary Harris is obviously back. If you believe certain Instagram posts, maybe Markel Fultz will be back sooner than we think. I don't think he's going to be back Friday night, guys. Um, that's just, that's um, besides besides what he told uh, our friend Luke Hetrick of Spectrum Sports 360. Um, I, I don't I don't think he's he's close. Um, maybe this is a home stand or, or the early December home stand is when he will take those last steps he needs to get back, but. I think we're still a week or two away from from him, at least. Um, but who knows? We just have to wait and hope that the Magic get a little healthier because God knows that's going to help. So we're not even getting into Jalen Suggs tweaking his ankle or Chuba Okeke dealing with the knee. It's it's the story of the season. Like I, I don't know what else to say, but the Magic found their breaking point Monday. And hopefully they are taped back together and set to go at it again soon. One thing, though, that the, these injuries have done is reveal some truths about the Magic's jumbo lineup. I want to go into some of the numbers with the Magic's jumbo lineup uh, and figure out if it's something that is sustainable and something the Magic can keep going. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a, a quick word from our pals at Turo. Turo is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a local community of hosts or from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, and coming soon to Australia. That's soon in Australia. Not quite there yet. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip on Turo is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. So forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com.
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. If you're next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories at sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. At the end of October, uh, when the Orlando Magic trotted out their jumbo lineup, Bowl Bowl uh, with Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Wendell Carter, it was a NBA Twitter's sicko dream. Um, everyone kind of imagined that the Magic would one day try these kind of weird, weird, weight rangy, big lineups um, to take advantage of all the length and size that they have on the floor. Um, but it was largely met with skepticism. Like, okay, obviously you have injuries, might as well try something crazy. But it was viewed as crazy. The Charlotte Hornets after the game were not thinking that at all. In fact, the Charlotte Hornets after the game were probably thinking about what the heck hit us? What what did what just happened? No doubt, seeing that much skill and that much size on the floor when you're not prepared for it and hadn't seen it before was something entirely new. The Magic certainly were motivated to win that game against Charlotte because of um, because they needed that first win. But it was something entirely new. And the Magic have really ridden this lineup or this idea or concept of a lineup pretty far. Um, obviously, you know, they're still 5-13, and 13, whatever their record is. They've got five wins at this point in the season. It's gone far, but not super far. Um, this lineup was born out of necessity. Necessity is the mother of invention, but... That doesn't necessarily help you with with uh, depth and, and 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 being able to field a bench. And yes, so the Magic, have, in order to play this lineup, have had to sacrifice elsewhere. And yeah, that's hurt the team. Plus, Orlando has its general issues in the second half. And yeah, the general issues closing games out. But this big lineup seemed to work. Much like the Magic's big lineup last year with Wendell Carter and Mobamba together worked through the early parts of the season, this lineup seemed to have something. And the numbers do bear out that there is something with these lineups. Obviously, they have changed over the course of the last last month, last three weeks, uh, as injuries have hit this roster. That original starting line, that original starting lineup of Terrence Ross, Paolo Bencaro, Franz Wagner, Bull Bull, and Wendell Carter has played only three games together and 34 minutes. They're plus 50.7 points per 100 possessions with a 139.1 offensive rating in those 34 minutes, but obviously we're not dealing with large enough sample sizes to draw too many conclusions. However, we can look at how things have changed as different players have entered the lineup. That original lineup, like I said, a plus 50.7 net rating, take out Terrence Ross and put in Jalen Suggs, as the Magic did for a while, drops down to minus 5.9 points per 100 possessions, a 110.4 offense rating. The defense actually is the one that takes the drop there. When Paolo Bancaro went out, minus four and a half net rating. It's not too bad. When Mendo went with the games that Wendell Carter has missed, a minus 34 and a half net rating. Now, obviously, the two games that Wendell Carter missed were the games against the Minnesota Timberwolves, where the Magic just got thumped early, and the game against the Indiana Pacers on Monday. So, again, uh, as well as the game on Saturday. So, so the three games that 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 he missed there. Um Obviously, you look at those numbers, you look at that, and you start with, you see the decline very, very quickly. 
Um, this is something that I think is a trend. Um, that it started. This lineup started off as gangbusters with the most ideal group. Terrence Ross as a shooter to spread the floor. Franz Wagner bringing the ball up. Bull Bull able to bring the ball up. Paolo Bancaro as a, as, a, as a second driver and creator uh, in addition to Franz. There was a lot to like, and that lineup had surprising balance. Maybe not the best shooting lineup out there that had surprising balance. But as you take away pieces, especially Paolo, especially Wendell Carter, you start to see the flaws in that group. Franz Wagner's the only one that can get to the basket. There is no, you know, the Magic have shot the three ball well with this lineup, but there isn't the three-point shooting that teams respect. Now, maybe Jalen Suggs is starting to get there as he started to hit more threes. Maybe Franz Wagner started to get there as he started to hit more threes. Uh, maybe Chuma Okeke is there. Uh, maybe Bo Bowl is getting there. So it's not like they don't have shooting. It's about respect of shooting. But more importantly, the defense has taken a nosedive in, in all these lineups. And I think some of that is that now teams can scout it. Now teams can probe and pick out its weaknesses. Now teams are prepared for it. I did look at the split between first and second halves, and, and there wasn't much of a difference. But very clearly, as time has gone on, this, these kind of lineups have lost their effectiveness. Now, granted, you look at the context of these numbers. A, they're small sample sizes, so a bad a bad game sits as an outlier. But B, it's very clear that injuries are the story here, too. We can't escape it. Um, there's just no getting around it. The ideal form of this lineup was one thing. It got changed because of an injury. It was okay. It got changed again. Another uh, An important piece got taken out in Paolo Bancaro, and all of a sudden this lineup no longer seems to have the effectiveness effectiveness or make the same kind of sense. It's a very real thing. So how did the Magic get effective again? Well, obviously the answer is to get healthy. That's that, That'd be nice. Um, but I, I honestly don't really have an answer because I don't think going to a traditional lineup is the way to go. Um, you know, Maybe adding Gary Harris to play alongside Jalen Suggs and sending, you know, I don't think he could play Bull Bull at center, but he is a good rebounder. Um, someone's got to go to the bench. And, and unfortunately, like as good and important as Bull Bull has been, it might be Bull Bull that has to go to the bench. Um, you know, it, that might be the adjustment here. The reality is Orlando is going to have to start thinking about this a little bit, about how to employ this lineup. Because I think one thing is clear. These lineups with Bull Bull alongside two other bigs, whether it's Mo Bamba, which has been moderately effective. It's had its defensive weaknesses and defensive errors, but moderately effective. Having these three big lineups is something this team should continue to explore and should continue to use and continue to develop. Bull Bull gives them that freedom to do that, and they should absolutely play these lineups. But the Magic do have to start thinking about what is this team actually going to look like. At some point, Markel Fultz is going to be back in the lineup. He's going to start at point guard. That's the biggest thing this team is missing is the organization and, and calmness that a point guard brings. Does he start with alongside Jalen Suggs? Or does he replace Jalen Suggs and move Suggs to the bench? At some point, Cole Anthony's going to be back, and maybe you ask the same questions then. At some point, Jonathan Isaac's going to be back. Do you? How do you manage the rotations with Jonathan Isaac back? Um, because Powell Bancaro will go back in the starting line for sure. Does Isaac just come off the bench? Do you try those jumbo lineups with Isaac in there instead of Bull uh, on occasion? These are the real questions that I think the Magic are beginning to think about. And one of the things that's important about this experimentation, as frustrating as 
some of the win-loss records can be, as some of the results can be. All of this is valuable information. All of this is telling the Magic what kind of lineups work with this group and what kind of lineups don't. Now, like, obviously you can kind of feel and see the importance of Wendell Carter and, and how much, how much, uh, how, how solid he is. You can already see and feel how important Paolo Bancaro is to have another attacker, another potential scorer on the floor, as well as another, another great playmaker in addition to Franz, because Franz just, Franz looks as worn out as anybody. Like, again, he scored 20 points the other night in, in, in Indiana on Monday night, um, and he looked exhausted. He looked like he was really pressing, trying to make things happen. So trying to find ways to make his life easier is really the goal here. If you, if you ask me, and this is, this is kind of where I stand on this, I do think the jumbo lineups have been effective. I think that they give the Magic something unique and that they are something the Magic should explore and the Magic should continue to use. But I don't think they should use it unfettered. And I don't think it is necessarily the best starting lineup for this group when everyone's healthy. I do think that the Magic can use it as a change-up. Um, the game is puttering along. It needs an injection of energy. You bring this lineup in against any group, and that's the beauty of it. It can play against any group. You don't have to kind of do matchups. You can go after it and find the right moments to play this group and, and really press your advantage. That's what the, that start that original starting group really showed is how much advantage they can give you by playing this this crazy crazy lineup. To me, it being a changeup is the way to go. Um, uh, it's not that I'm some traditionalist. It's not that I'm some boring guy. Um, it's that it's not working at the end of the day. You know, outside of that that group that's played only 36 minutes together, these are negative lineups. These are lineups that are not winning their minutes against starters. And increasingly, we're starting to see the Magic struggle with their starts and struggle uh, struggle to kind of at the beginning of third quarters too struggle to kind of keep themselves in the race. Now, obviously, injuries have something to do with that. <laughs> we talked about it ad nauseum. This team has reached its breaking point, it feels like. It's hard to evaluate or c- conclude anything with a lineup like this. But it certainly has shown enough that it should be around. The question then for the Magic is, how do you move it around? How do you find the right spot for it? And who is this team's ultimate and probably preferred starting lineup? That's not a question we can really answer until Markel Fultz is back and we see how he integrates with what Franz Wagner is doing, what Paolo Bancaro is doing, and move on from there. We're going to close off the show here coming up in just a moment. Uh, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about there. I, I, I really don't have much more to say other than say Happy Thanksgiving, so we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Get your stocking stuffed. Get your turkeys gobbled. I don't know what else to say. Um, with great odds on Orlando Magic games, as well as Rookie of the Year odds. I'm sure Paolo's dropped a little bit there because of the injury, so now might be the time to buy. He's still going to win Rookie of the Year, folks. Um, especially since he'll be back soon. Um, you can get in on that now, and if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest, easiest way to get your betting fix. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, I will probably not be back for a Thanksgiving episode. We'll probably do an episode previewing Friday's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. And of course, do a recap episode on Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, on that game against the Sixers. So I want to take this time just to, to wish everyone here in the United States, really any everyone anywhere, uh, a happy Thanksgiving. Um, you know, Thanksgiving's a weird holiday. Uh, we, we don't want to talk about kind of the, 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 the history of it, but... The idea of Thanksgiving is still so important. Um, just taking, uh, just having a day uh, to spend with family, uh, to take a step back from the busyness of of our daily lives, and, and just to give thanks for what we have. Um, I know that that as as I'm sitting here, uh, I, I'm very thankful for the impact the Orlando Magic have had on my life. Um, I'm thankful for the impact that this podcast and, and that Orlando Magic Daily have had on my life uh, for for helping me find. A community of what I think are, are some of the best fans in the world. Um, Orlando Magic, or, or Orlando in general, can be a little self-deprecating, um, which I love. Uh, I think you should absolutely be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. Um, but you know, we're ultimately such a welcoming community, and, and, and I think that really shows uh, in how Magic fans interact with each other uh, and, and the community that 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 we've grown here in Orlando and, and here and, and to my listeners uh, on Locked On Magic. Um, I have had some fantastic experiences. Uh, I've met some fantastic people um, through, through doing this. Um, and, you know, just being connected to other Magic fans is fantastic. I want to give a special shout-out to, to Jay uh, uh, from, uh, from, from Pax and Pinstripes uh, for, for coming from Australia. I was able to have lunch, lunch with him um, before, before the game that he went to. Uh, the hurricane nearly kept him from seeing his first Magic game. I'm very glad... He got to see a big win over the Phoenix Suns. Um, we are truly a global community, but I think that spirit of Orlando, uh, pun intended, um, that spirit of Orlando really shines through with every Magic with every Magic fan. Um, obviously, uh, you know, here in Orlando, um, this is a tough time for us um, because we are feeling uh, very, very close to to our friends in Colorado Springs right now. Um, you know, so, you know, to, to, to anyone who's listening from, from Colorado Springs, uh, anyone who is listening to Locked On, who, who might be, list, who might be a Locked On Nuggets listener listening to this, um, you know, we, you know, we're certainly feeling, feeling your pain and understand the pain going on and, and, and want to be thankful for that communal spirit as well, um, for, for, for being able to, to, empathize and, and, and to take take that step back and, and just feel sometimes. Um, you know, obviously, this life is full of tragedies and this life is full of sad moments. Um, but it, I, I, I think we found uh, when, when Pulse happened that even through the worst of tragedies, you can you can find light in each other. You can find light, to, light together. And, and while that will not bring people back and will not fix the trauma uh, of what's happened in our lives, finding other people and finding a community and being there for each other is, is, is all we can do. And so, you know, this Thanksgiving, that would be my message to, to everyone. Um, this, this Thanksgiving, I would encourage everyone to be there for each other, 
to lift each other up, not tear each other down. Um, you know, too often, especially in sports conversations, we get reductive and, and start tearing each other down. And 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 I'll I'll say the same thing to to you that I usually try to tell myself during during draft time. Focus on what you can do for each other, not what you can't do for each other or what, what, what flaws people have. Focus on their strengths. Focus on lifting people up, on highlighting what, 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 what we do for each other and highlighting what you do for yourself. Um, you know, Obviously, we started to become sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, I cannot uh, recommend a service like BetterHelp uh, more. Um, you know, uh, more you know, take this time to give thanks to yourself as well. Um, in addition to being thankful for your family and, and for all the gifts uh, that you may have that you may have received and, and all the blessings that you may have received in your life. Uh, on a less serious note, obviously, Orlando Magic basketball feels fun again. And, and I know it doesn't feel fun right now because of all the injuries. It's always about those those darn injuries. Um, it doesn't feel fun right now, but this is this is a, a team that is going to bring people together. Um, this is a fun group. Um, if you ha- you can see that when watching them, but I can tell you being around them, this is a group that's really working hard and, and, and wants to do good and, and just really enjoys being around each other. Um, and, and that's something special. Um, you know, hopefully it translates onto the court. And, and, and I think this team does have a lot of talent and, and a lot of potential. And there's a long way to go and there's a lot of work to do. But this is a group that can be really, really special. And so... You know, congratulations for being on the ground floor of it all. Um, but know that good times don't last. Um, so enjoy them when they're here. And, and I do think good times are on the way for, for the Orlando Magic. But regardless of whether it's good times or bad times, be thankful for each other. Be thankful for the people that are in your life that are there for you. And know that we're all here for you too. Um, you know, the Locked On Magic community, the Orlando Magic Daily community, the Orlando Magic fan community is truly a special group of people. Um, and and you know while we are united for by cheering for a sports team, we are united nonetheless. And for that, I, I am really thankful. I'm really thankful for all of you. I'm really thankful uh, for this platform that I've been given. And I, and I hope that I'm able to share some insight and some thought and something good but more importantly, I, I, I'm hopeful that I can lift you that I can lift you up, and, and if given the opportunity, I hope I can lift you up, brighten your day, distract you for a little while if you if you're feeling down with something that's hopefully a little bit more optimistic or a little bit more hopeful or a little bit silly sometimes. But I'm thankful for all of you, all my listeners, not just because you know that's kind of what I do here, but I'm thankful for for really this community as a whole. It's a really special one. And, and I feel like we should appreciate it. So I hope everyone's able to eat a ton on Thursday. I hope everyone's able to enjoy the holiday. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving, whether you're in the United States and actually celebrating Thanksgiving or elsewhere where it's not Thanksgiving, just take a moment to, to think to, to be thankful for something because it's, it's, it's more than any other holiday. This is, uh, this, this is a holiday that's about the spirit of the holiday and what the holiday means and not necessarily the history of the holiday, but it is, it is, it is truly something special that we do, uh, at least here in the United States. And, and I'm sure every other country and nation and religion and everything else has something similar to, to the idea of Thanksgiving, uh, and, and takes that time to, to be thankful. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the lock the uh, Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Have a very happy Thanksgiving for Orlando Magic Daily. Locked On Magic has been Philip Boss. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.